Let's get it. We got a very special edition of the Hampton Hoops YouTube channel today. Everybody wonders how I make all these YouTube shorts, TikToks, Instagram reels. This is how we do it. I'm going to film this entire session, and this is going to be broken up into 10 pieces of content. So th this is how we do it, Coop. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. My first quick hitter for you. Is it more likely that LeBron or KD wins MVP next year? I got to go the old guy. I got to go LeBron. I think he's had better stats these last few years. Obviously, injuries kind of derail both these guys, but I think he has better stats and he's in a bigger market in L.A. I think that's my reasoning. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kevin Durant just because I feel like he is the most approved. I think LeBron James is going to have another scoring title type season, but I think Kevin Durant, with all he has to prove, all the drama he caused in the offseason, I, I just think KD has a really good shot at it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, in light of the Chet news, who is now your pick for Rookie of the Year? I'm going to go the basic, boring-ass answer in Paulo Bancaro. It, it, the reason it's it's basic is because everyone's picking it, but it makes the most sense, right? Yeah. Like He's going to have the most touches, the most opportunities down in Orlando. He looked the best in summer league. He looks like a man amongst boys. So I think it's the only right answer is Paulo Bancaro, but I like the fun ones too. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going to go Jabari Smith. This is the guy I had number one in this draft. He fell to number three with the Rockets. I think a tandem of him and Jalen Green is going to be awesome, and I really do think Jabari Smith can put up some crazy numbers. I think – I hope he can bounce back because you and I absolutely – he was both our number one guy going into the draft, and he really disappointed. And yeah. that's – I hate to say that, but he did disappoint. He really did. Um, my next question is, would you start a franchise with Jalen Green or Scotty Barnes? I got to go Scotty. Um, I thought Scotty was awesome last season. I think he does a lot of, a lot more things than Jalen Green. Like, Jalen Green's a really good scorer, but can, what else can he do? Scotty Barnes can do it all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Jalen Green, the, the star power in general. I, I'm hoping we can see more of the back half of last season, that version of Jalen Green, rather than the you know struggle that he started off with in his rookie year. But I think he takes a big leap. He's one of my picks for the most improved player of the year. So I'm really high on Jalen Green going into next season. Facts, facts. All right. Give me your first – or give me your pick for a first-time All-Star selection. I'm sticking even through the Chet injury. I'm going Shea Gilders-Alexander. He's been my pick for this this question throughout the entire offseason. I'm not going to leave it now. He's going to have even more touches with Chet out. Something we've talked about a ton is will they play him the entire season? If they do, he's a, he's a no-doubt – all-star in my opinion and he only has to play 50 games to do that because all-star is based off the first third of the season really. yeah. so I think if Shea comes off to a really good start he can be a first-time all-star this year obviously the only right answer is Desmond Bain but I I'm going Darius Garland um I think Darius Garland's gonna have a year uh I think this Cavs team I say it all the time dark horse I gotta go Darius Garland nothing wrong with that my next question is, will the Detroit Pistons, now with Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, do they have a shot at making the playoffs this year? If you count play-in as playoffs. I think I think they make the play-in, and I think they can compete in the play-in. I don't know if they sneak in that 7-8 seat yet. I agree. With how deep the East is right now, I absolutely could see them sneaking in the play-in at a 9 or 10 seed. But I just can't. Because to put them in the playoffs, you have to take a couple teams out, right? Like you, you, That's not going to happen with Detroit, no matter how fun and exciting they're going to be this year. I just don't think they make the playoffs. Fair enough. How many games will Russ suit up for the Lakers next season? 
after the Patrick Beverly trade, I say zero. I got nada. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought I was going to be the bold one here, but we no, both bold as hell. I got because I think Russell Westbrook, it's just gone downhill and downhill. Yes, LeBron has supported him, said all the right things this offseason, and so is a new coach, Darvin Ham. But behind closed doors, all the reports coming out is they can't wait to get his ass up out of there. I think Patrick Beverly, Beverly does everything. Russ doesn't, but he can't, he doesn't. Patrick Beverly's nowhere near the player that Russell Westbrook is. He's just willing to do all the dirty work that Russ is not. And when you're next to LeBron James, you, you have to fit in. Yep. And I think Pat Bev does that better. 1,000%. My next question to you has to do with games as well, but the Brooklyn Nets, now that Kevin Durant's returning with Ben Simmons there, with Kyrie Irving there, getting TJ Warren and Royce O'Neal, how many games will they win next year? I'm going to go 50. I feel like that's a safe bet, 50 and 32 somewhere in there it's probably going to be lower than that but I'm going to go 50 just to kind of that's, I feel like that's an easy I'm, a, go I'm around the same spot I think 48 is their win total next year I'm not as high on them as everyone else is they've been the championship favorite for years now they have yet to come through it's going to be a toxic locker room with Kevin Durant walking into a guy that he his head coach he asked for their job and that's yeah. going under the radar and it's going to be an elephant in the room, and you look at Ben Simmons has been upset the past year. Kyrie Irving's been upset the past year. Kevin Durant's been upset since he left Oklahoma City, so I just don't see it being an amazing season for them. Facts. Um, which guy's highlights did you grow up watching hoping to be like? This is something that you told me, and so you started getting me into it, but who was the guy that you said, I want to be like him, and you watched his mixtapes? Stephon Marbury, even though he wasn't the most well-known guy, he was so fun to watch. The yeah. ball handling, and as as a small player, I just loved watching Stephon Marbury and the, the showmanship that he had. If if I want to go a more well-known guy, I'm going AI, because I feel like everybody watched Allen Iverson growing up. Facts, and AI was on my list too. Um, because I started so late, I watched Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan highlights because I wanted to get better mid-range shots, and those two guys can kind of kill it in the mid-range. But a guy that obviously didn't make the NBA, but I have to give him a shout-out here. When I first started watching basketball, obviously I'm a huge Ole Miss fan. Uh, I'm an Ole Miss student. Chris Warren. Uh, he was playing in the, the tournament, I think that's what it's called, mm -hmm. uh, for one of those teams. He was one of the fastest, shortest guys you've ever seen in your life, but he was so good. And so I watched a lot of him, obviously, because I'm a huge Ole Miss fan, but I was like, I want to play like him because I'm small and I, you know, yeah. I can be a little quick. So. Absolutely, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as far as Tennessee, I'm a Tennessee fan. I think uh, Lofton was one of those guys when I was a kid I just absolutely loved. So I, I can definitely relate to the college scene as well. Uh, my next question and final question of these quick hitters is who is the most underrated player in the NBA? This one this one was tough for me. Because um, obviously DeMar DeRozan's always been in that conversation, but I think he's, he's now out of that. I still got to go Jimmy Butler, though. Um, these are two guys I just named because I watched their highlights, so obviously I'm really high on these guys. But I feel like Jimmy Butler, nobody takes into account that he literally almost carried his team to the finals last year. They probably would have got swept by the Warriors, but carried his team almost to the finals. He played 48 minutes and literally had a chance to make the kill shot, and he just obviously didn't make it. But I think Jimmy Butler is wildly underrated still to this day. 
Absolutely. And the fact that he's people don't judge him as a superstar either is just absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. I'm going to go with the guy that you put me on to. You're really high on as well as Anthony Simons, man, because I can't wait to see what he does next to Dame next year. Last year, when Damian Lillard was out with that abdominal injury, he averaged 17 points a game on nearly 41% from three. As a Grizzly fan, he busts our ass every time he played us. So I'm super high on Anthony Simons. Yes, it's going to be a smaller backcourt up in Portland yet again alongside Damian Lillard, but I think Anthony Simons, with his athleticism, can set himself yeah. apart from C.J. McCollum next to Dan. That's my boy. I love him. He, he helped my fantasy team a lot. Um, this next one, in light of the N one doc coming out, uh, y'all should check it out if y'all haven't seen it. Um, what's your favorite NBA shoe? For style, man, I'm just going to go the classic Jordan 11. I think that is an all-timer in my opinion everyone knows what the jordan 11 looks like for me personally hooping in i think dude the derrick roses the d roses are absolutely under underrated they were light and every year the three stripe along the heel i absolutely loved playing in d roses facts so for fashion uh these are actually a shoe that i just like found out whose they were but like obviously everybody knows the phone pauses i gotta go penny's phone pauses those tiger striped ones clean mm -hmm. clean but as far as playing in i really like the kd4s and that's mostly because of my boy 12 um he plays in them kd4s all the time shout out kd we still love your shoe despite the fact that your all season was kind of crazy but yeah, exactly <laughs> we still love we still love your uh your shoes katie you got one more i got one more all right, all right. We'll, we'll end it on this so you're the new gm of a team what is the first position you choose to build a team around? I'm going to go small forward because you look around the league, you look at LeBron James, that's a pretty good guy to build a team around. Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. I think it's the most obvious, versatile position to build a team around. I know it's a basic one to build around, but I think it's the, the no-brainer that's the position you build around. The fact that I wrote small forward is wild. So now I'm going to change it to a point guard. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the last four of the eight championships have been won by the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Wardell, Stephen Curry's there. Absolutely. I think if you get the right point guard, um, obviously the John Stocksons of the world never won one, but obviously he was an incredible point guard. But if you get the guys that are capable of doing it all, kind of like a small forward. That's why I wrote small forward, because small forwards can really do it all. And that's who I'd really pick. I'm just giving something for the sake of talking. But if you get the right point guard, you can go a long way. Absolutely. Well, Coop, I can't wait to uh, chop all this up and post a full version on YouTube. Thank you all so much. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe on the channel. Let's get to 50K, y'all. Let's do it.